Hello, my friend, and welcome to Art, Magic, and Medicine, a podcast about the ways that living creatively and sharing vulnerably, really from the heart, connects us as human beings and brings us back into wholeness, both individually and collectively. I think that when we make things, we are remaking ourselves and we are remaking this tender world that we're living in right now. So I welcome you to listen in as I talk to visionary artists and creatives and we go through navigating the creative process while staying heart-centered, connected, and in community and what that means, what it looks like. I'm Robin Mayberry and I'm an artist and an energy alchemist and I love things that are imperfect, unfinished, and full of story. It is an absolute honor to share these conversations with you and I'm so glad that you're here. Enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody that's tuning in to the Art, Magic, and Medicine podcast. I have a delightful person that we're going to be talking with today that you are going to just love, my friend Diana Gard. Um, and I'm going to just jump right in with introducing Diana and everybody that's listening in. We'll get to know Diana a little bit and you'll be glad you did. Uh, Diana is a singer-songwriter. She writes personal songs. We're going to talk about this. Um, she's an advanced body talk practitioner and an instructor, and she's also a medium. Uh, she offers in-person and remote sessions that support personal growth and empowerment through consciousness, intuition, and the understanding that everything is interconnected, which everything is. So Indeed. welcome. Welcome, my friend. Thanks so much, Robin. So I'm can you tell me what a personal, let's just start with what a personal song is. Well, um, it's, it's been true forever uh, that I write songs for people. Um, typically it's for a birthday or for a wedding or, or what have you. And that's, that's motivational. When I was, when I was in college, I, I simply wrote my journals, you know, I just wrote all my angsty feelings, but <laughs> <laughs> fully into adulthood, um, that's what I started doing. And it, I didn't understand it to be channeling though, for sure. My songwriting has always been that. Um, I, I would think that any songwriter would tell you that stuff comes from somewhere and down in. Right. Well, right? yes, that's create, right. That's the creative process. It doesn't come right. from us. It comes through. us. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So I got that pretty quickly, but when I started significantly writing songs for people, um, what I, what happened consistently was that first the song would come to me. Um, I, it'd come to me, I'd be playing some tunes that sounded good to me, and then some words would start coming. And they were words that made no sense to me. They were just things like, you know, my as I walk through the woods and I fall in the snow and my knee is scraped, there's these things, these description of scenes that aren't, that have nothing to do with me and I don't get it. So I write the thing, I sing it for the person and they burst into tears. Wow. Always, I mean, consistently. So I started realizing, oh, I'm channeling them. I'm actually telling their story and they're bursting into tears is the experience of being heard, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, being known 
is is another term for that, I think. And in and I will say that that is what I do as a healer. And and I think again, most of us who are healers would say what we're doing is showing people who they are. We're we're we're, we're just singing back to them what's what's true. And that is a that's a that produces tears when you hear Absolutely. that. Right. And it produces openness. And um so anyway, that's that's what the personal songs are. So I, I've been doing it forever. I am now offering it as something I charge for. Um, and I've done it a couple times. So I can do it for people I don't even know. Wow. Because right? it wow. just comes, it comes through. And mm-hmm. I have done that a few times now. And the people fall apart. They, they go, oh, my God, thank you so much. So, and then they get to have that song. So do we. You're channeling (laughs) messages and putting them to music. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, the message is is often just this just this lovely poem, like you know, I I love climbing my apple tree. You know, it's it's things that make sense to them, and or or it even feels sometimes I'm doing some mediumship. Sometimes it's their grandfather talking to them, right? And giving them a message. And of course, when I first started doing this, I was doing it for my friends. So I know how they evolved from that point and they continue to tell me. Which leads me to, um, to ask you about your process of, in the last year, you've committed to doing your healing work on a full-time basis or full-time is... Full time is a misnomer, maybe, but this is your number one commitment, right? That is what I want to be doing. And what is full time? You know, like right. we all are doing stuff all the time. So, but you left your air quotes full time structured corporate. You were a computer programmer. Yeah, <laughs> very left brain. <laughs> to really embrace your capacities and your gifts. Um, because yeah. a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are also um, micropreneurs. I like to say, <laughs> you know, we have our <laughs> own practices, we have our own businesses. We've had to make, you know, changes or sometimes, you know, work our healing practice while we're doing other work just because mortgages do need to be paid and all yeah. of that. You know, so there's people in all kinds of levels of experience of balancing our gifts and our calling with making, you know, keeping the lights on. Right. Can you? Can you like share a little bit about what your what this has been like for you to leave the, you know, structured, standard work life and move into the life of a creative and healer? Yeah, um, I about fifteen, maybe almost twenty years ago, um, I got sick, um, and, and and even before that, I had been doing quite a bit of spiritual practice of various types and sorts. So I was open to that and comfortable with that. When I got sick, um, I was was told by Western medicine that I was in trouble and had to start medicating and completely change my life. And I had this moment 
after somebody told me that where I was walking, crying down the street back home. And this light came. It was like those kind of things, you know, like a light, the clouds opened and this light came and, and landed on me. And I realized, oh no, I don't have to do that. I can do something else. I, and, and I know that so well, it was this super knowing. I know it so well that I'm okay if, if I die doing something else mm. other than what these doctors are telling me. And they're basically telling me, if you don't do this, you'll die. So I was okay with that. Um, and so I began my search then for uh, a healing modality that was alternative and was life-giving versus, I, I, I did some research. This was diabetes uh, type two that I was uh, diagnosed with. And, you know, uh, about 20 years ago or so, they really were saying, you've got an incurable disease, you're going to die. Um, but we'll slow it down by, you know, injecting you with various things. And they still say that, of course, but they don't say it quite as harshly now. Um, and I, I just knew I wasn't going to function well with a, like a daily thing of of taking drugs and what have you. And I also knew that um, the, I did some research. And if you look on the National Institute of Health, for instance, and you look at the symptoms and the issues that, that people with diabetes type two suffer from, there's no difference between that and the side effects from the stuff they have you take. There's no difference <laughs> at all. You don't get better. They're not trying to cure you. They're just trying to have you under some kind of, you know, rules. Mm -hmm. um, I, I won't say anything. They're trying to manage. They're trying to manage. Yeah. And it really doesn't. You still go the same route. Mm. So anyway, I, I went around looking and then a friend of mine was visiting from Chicago and she did this session on me um, and it was a body talk session. And um, I felt different. I felt completely different after that. And she kept doing sessions from Chicago on me. So I had these experiences of a modality that works distance wise. Mm -hmm. And all of that just kind of blew my mind. So I went and studied body talk. And I, I, I had money because I was a computer programmer. And I'd also inherited a bunch of money. So I just spent it all on taking all the classes and becoming an advanced body talk practitioner while continuing to work as a, as a, mm -hmm. a coder, basically. So this is 15 years ago, uh, 15. Yeah. A little more like 18. Yeah. Okay. So um, you'll, you'll notice that I'm not dead. <laughs> I see that you're very much alive. Yeah. Uh -huh. There's that. Uh -huh. Um, without I, taking all the pills and shots. Yeah, mm -hmm. I do take care. I mean, I, I eat well and those kind of things. So that was a shift I had to make. But I was able to make that shift, I'm sure, because I was doing an alternative care that put me into a kind of mindfulness, you know, that that things like body talk and other energy work help you with. They get you to a place where you naturally choose healthiness. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 
um, on and on. I mean, I have a lot to say about all of that, and I'm talking too much. So basically, (laughs) basically, um, through that process, I did start a practice, and I'd see the occasional patient, right? So I started working on people, and I had to work on like 50 to get my uh, certification. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. So I had to work on people. So I started that and I got that going, but I, I continued to work full-time at my other job. And throughout that whole long time, I was doing the other thing. I knew at some point I was, I was going to want to step away from being a programmer. I love programming. It's very left brain. It's very, you know, you just you you just fix a couple things and and then it, this thing happens. You know, it's 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 magical. Um, well, that's kind of body talk too, isn't it? I was gonna say, the thing about body talk compared to a lot of other, there's a, a gajillion modalities, right, and including a- angel Reiki, which is much less, much more esoteric. But the thing about body talk that works for me is my left brain gets occupied. It gets uh, satisfied by this approach where you're where you're sort of systematically going through some stuff and choosing, you know, a- answering yes or no questions about somebody's body um, and moving along and then outside of that and eventually completely outside of that, which is where I tend to spend my time now. But it, early on in particular, it, it's, a, it's a very left brain process. Structured, really, yeah, there's yeah. a map. It's, it, it's, and it's a, a runway. It's too. a flow chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. Your programmer must like that. It's totally programming. It's also musicianship. That's, that's all mm. very similar things, creative, but there's a structure and it's short. You know, I'm not writing novels. I'm writing mm. songs. Um, mm-hmm. So it all, that all works for me. Um, so yeah, I, I kept going and I kept going and there was something that happened. I, there were a whole bunch of things that happened. I'm guessing COVID played a role in this because I was, I, I was doing a lot more like I was taking courses again. Um, and I think, now I can't remember, I think it was Ben. I'm not Manalo. Yeah. Manalo mm-hmm. I was taking one of his advanced courses and he offered sessions as part of the advanced course. And he did a session on me. And I think of Ben Manalo as being super left brain, um, you know, and so he was doing this super left brain thing. And then he said, do you have a guide? And I went, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> and, and he just took me down a woo woo path, hugely woo woo. And and said, you know, so here's here's what you do. Uh, you you observe, and then you report. And and I well, that's that that's of course why I mentioned that at the beginning of this conversation. That is what I do. And Ben saw that, and told me that. So again, you see these things, you tell, and that's what healing work is. And when he said that, it was like, oh. This is what I do. Computer programming does not involve any of that. I mean, I, I do some video editing that involves that. You observe and you show, right? Mm-hmm. Computer programming is a purely like so narrowly focused thing that it's more like doing a crossword puzzle. And I love that. I love doing crossword puzzles, but I'm done with it as a career. 
so I just, again, it was a light shining on me. Uh, and I, I went, oh, okay, time for me to quit. I didn't go looking for another coding job. I went, okay, I'm done. I am now going to pursue this career like I've always meant to. You know, okay, I'm 64. I should be retiring, but no, no. this, this no. is my new career. You're retiring from so, one career. <laughs> yeah. Great space. Yeah. And you know, does the, does your healing, well, I'm just gonna use healing for shorthand for your songs and your sessions and mm -hmm. your, and your workshops. Is that work to you? Well, that's a legit question. Is it work? Um, no, <laughs> I, 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 sus I mean, I'm trying to call it work. Uh -huh. uh, Why is you that? Know, because I feel like I need a, um, does that make it more important? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like Americans. If I say, if we're I all say, yeah, I know. If I say, I, you know, I, I, I can't come to your party because I'm working, you know, somebody will take that as legitimate versus mm -hmm. I can't come to your party because I like to keep a space for my clients. Uh huh. Is uh -huh. a little weirder. I'm just really enjoying the empty space in my calendar today and I'm going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've been working 90 hours a week for this startup. I wish I could. Oh no, that's great. That's fine. So, so yeah. that's part of the shift. So thank you for bringing that up because that I've, I also have made the leap from like regular job to do in the healing practice. And yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you're going to make a shift in how you're getting paid. You're going to make a shift in how you're doing your work because doing your service is like a third of what you do when you run yeah. your own business. Yeah, you know, so you have to kind of change your 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 day-to-day -day and you have to change how you get paid and you have to change how you think about yourself but you also have to change how you talk about yourself and right. the expectations i spent yesterday um working on my bank account um mm -hmm. setting it up so i can download the information and put it in my books and manage my bookkeeping so i've got mm -hmm. i mean I've, I've done quite a bit of this stuff uh, thanks to you and your help robin uh, in terms of what an LLC is and all of that. Um, but I, I spent, I, I spent time working in an Excel spreadsheet and setting up some stuff that automatically does this and that. Cause I can, I know how to do that, but mm -hmm. it was the first time in, in practically a year that I have done something that felt a lot like but coding. I just want to honor mm -hmm. your courage for, for stepping into who you are and what you want now in your life. And of course it's gonna benefit you, but what I get excited about is all the people you are engaging with and how much that ripples outward where, and I say this out loud because it's kind of one of my things I get all excited about, but if you're a healer and you're spending your time coding points of sale, what a loss, <laughs> right. what a loss. The world needs the healers, the creatives, you know, that's just kind of my, that's kind of my thing, but I really feel like this is the way through when each individual person who's led to and has even a smidge of the, the courage to say, okay, this is who I am, this is what I do. I talk to angels and dead people and I do body talk <laughs> sessions and I write songs for people. So, <laughs> but the ripple effect of that is so beautiful and brave and just elevates everybody, everybody. Mm. So thank you. Thank you thank for that. You, Robin. 
I would love it if you had a, a, like a few minutes here. Can you talk about access? And I'll ask you, like through this lens, so Body Talk Access is the one day introductory class, but what I find interesting with you teaching it is that it is this mashup of left brain structured dun, 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 techniques that just make it really, and I'll let you answer this question, but, but it's mm -hmm. these like set techniques. You know, you do this, 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 and this, but then it opens the door to all of these shifts and changes and experiences. So can you talk to me about what led you to be an access instructor and what your experience is with this, with this, um, well, let's talk about access too. What is it? Let's start with that. All right. Um, yes, it's an introductory course to the body talk world, the, the matrix that is body talk. Um, but it is a standalone set of procedures that people can use. Um, and it was developed originally, I believe, in Africa um, for people because there were there, body talk is a is a worldwide phenomenon. And in Africa, they were teaching it, but nobody could get in. Oh, hi, let's see. How do you describe it? There's all these little villages. And in the little villages, people were coming in and doing body talk for people and people were, you know, responding well to it, but they couldn't, they couldn't keep getting body talk because it was way out, you know, far mm -hmm. away and they couldn't easily come and go to the hospital even. So they were, and, and they were also, of course, much more comfortable with the concepts of energy medicine and you know, uh, what do they call it? I can't think of what it's, shamanism, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so they were comfortable yeah, with that stuff, right? So then they, they what they did was they came up, the, the thing about body talk that's I, very unique is that it, it works in a priority order. So you, you don't work on somebody's intestines until you've worked on their liver. For instance, the, the body will tell us practitioners what thing to work on first. And sometimes mm -hmm. you don't work on those intestines for months. You still, you get some other stuff done first. And so you never just do a technique because you could be working on something that's problematic priority-wise. So what the developer of Body Talk came up with was the particular techniques that don't need priority they are priority. They will always be useful in any circumstance. And so there's this, just the set of those. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's what we teach in Access. What's fun about it for me is that, yes, it's introductory and it gets you into the body talk world, but it's also really cool science and especially quantum physics kind of science and and healing and and it's and so um i think that i get to just wax enthusiastic about look at how you know this happens you know the double blind experiment and why that worked and what you know manifesting things and all that the kind of thing where you're visualizing somebody yourself typically with access getting better but you can also do access on other people. So it isn't that you don't have to go to body talk. 
um, it unless you feel so inclined. And it's not about just that world. It's about energy healing and consciousness and what how that works. And, okay. I, and that just gets me all excited. Also, I, um, for some reason, I mean, the worst time for me to have done this was during COVID, but during COVID, I kind of stopped <laughs> doing anything. Um, I just let my body go to hell for a while and it was fine. I mean, I'm fine, uh -huh. but I could tell I was like not in prime shape. And so one day I went, oh, I should be doing my access. What if I did my access? And so I started doing it again and instantly felt better. So and just to clarify, your access yes. is that set of five techniques that you do as a standard set. And it pretty much addresses almost every major um, system. Okay, All go ahead. the things. So yeah, because mm -hmm. it's it centers you, it gets you back in your body, it makes you mindful, it does all those things. It it's not um it's always a good idea to get, you know, energy sessions from practitioners and all of that. But if you're doing access consistently, particularly, um, it makes a huge difference. You just live in a state of of prime balance if you will does that make sense so when i'm doing it i notice a difference and when i'm not i notice a difference and that's cool just in and of itself mm -hmm. i think yeah no it's powerful i mean <laughs> myself of course i'm also a long-term body talk practitioner and it never fails to just stun me how powerful this is and all really that we're doing is collapsing probability waves yes it's like what you look at a thing and everything's different yes if you look at the right thing and the right order with the right sort of background behind you of understanding yes it changes poof. everything i right, poof yeah we're <laughs> totally in a holodeck so, yeah so if you want to and shift that holodeck you got to look your eyes in the right direction so, <laughs> And I want to say also, you know, when you hear somebody say, if you could just do these techniques every day, you'd be fine. It's a five minute routine. It's not asking a lot, you know. And, and I feel like it's fair to say, it's not like just doing that five minute is going to just fix, I, you know, the whole thing, right. but it will support. So exactly. even if you've got if you've got bigger things going on, doing these five doing this five minute routine will support you in the bigger things. And if you don't have bigger things, it'll support you from getting into the bigger things. You know, whether that's your your body or your life, things just spiraling out of hand. Doing these techniques keeps you at the center point, so your body's like, okay, your body mind is like, all right. And if you're way off, it helps you get back faster. Right. That's been my experience with it. And of course, there's also part of access is an emergency care thing that, right. that that you get taught where you can actually resolve very serious, scary. <laughs> um, uh, I remembered um, the Sylvia thing, if you want to plug this oh, in. Wonderful. <laughs> she was she cooks and she was cooking and she went, oh, no. And and I went into the kitchen and there was a blood spattered. I mean. It was a serious amount of blood um, and she cut her finger. Um, but so while I was having her hold it up high, I was doing first aid, first aid first as well aid. as fasting. Yeah. 
first, right, fast aid, first aid. I was doing all the things. Um, and uh, we got a Band-Aid on it. I mean, we got a Band-Aid on it and we didn't. she did not look at it till the next day. The next day it was pretty much healed. And I, it was way more blood than, <laughs> than a, a small little jab you know, mm. a cutting knife would be. So I, it's an, I, these stories get told all the time where you hear a crack and somebody does the fast aid and there's no broken bones, right? Mm -hmm. there's, it's like, is it a miracle? Yes. I guess what I am hearing is that you have moved into a place where you have devoted yourself to hearing, reflecting, and guiding people, the people in your life, to be better at hearing themselves. Mm -hmm. You do it through the personal songs, you do it through the sessions, which are reflective, you do it through instructing, because then you're bringing people into, a, into circumstances where they can just look at other systems in their, in their self. And everyone you encounter gets to see themselves. Yeah, and I don't. I didn't really even think of it as something where you teach yourself how to listen to yourself. I I think that I feel like it's such a dramatic experience to have somebody see you that mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's enough. But mm -hmm. I I think mm -hmm. you're right that when you have that experience, it's like, oh, I want to keep having that. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can give it to yourself. So I want everyone to know that I will put in the show notes, um, Diana is teaching this access class in April on Earth Day in Seattle. So I will put that in the show notes so that you can come and learn all this awesome stuff and quantum healing and consciousness and techniques that you can use everywhere. Um, and then if people um, are desperate, which they will be, to get a healing session with you and or a personal song, where do they find you? Uh, my website is sacredapproach.com. Of course it is. You have a <laughs> sacred approach. <laughs> I try to. Okay. Is so, there um, anything else you'd like to share before we gracefully say goodbye? Um, I think I just want to say, um, do it. Be sure, be sure to do it. Which part? All the things, all the things you feel to do. Ah, uh, okay. When your guides call you and say, it's time, it's time. Yep, walk through that fear door. The big, <laughs> the, the big one that says, don't go this way. And there's a big red flag. <laughs> That's your door. Walk through it. <laughs> so true. That's totally the door. That is, wait a minute, there's another door over there. It looks much nicer. Nope, that's not nope. the door. Nope. <laughs> but this one says big scary. That's yeah. the door. That's the one. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, my beautiful friend, you have filled my heart as you always do. I really, really appreciate you sharing yourself with me and with our crowd and um i know i will be there on april 22nd at the mind body sanctuary in seattle and hopefully some of our oh. folks will be there too 
Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Art, Magic, and Medicine. I hope that it helped you feel creative and connected and energized and ready to be who you are in the world in a way that only you can be. To keep in touch, be sure to follow the show, especially on iTunes. And I invite you to join my email list at robinmayberry.com where I'll let you know about upcoming episodes and events and occasionally brilliant essays coming out to you as well. So looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you so much for being here.